You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode of After the Whistle contains profanity. Listener discretion advised. Please enjoy. All right. Episode 86, and he's back in, just putting out some fires. Jeremy Roenick, always, uh, always a pleasure to have you on. And up, I boys? guess, yeah, we're good. Are we good, Riv? All good. And I just, you know, for me right now, I can't wait to see where where we're at right now is this this is another hotel room that we're sitting in right now what where are we at we are in dallas today we are getting ready for the club corp um invitational uh see it's one of the third i think it's the third the third third tournament of the celebrity tour and we are teamed with the with the champions tour this this week so we get to play with uh, the best, you know, some of the best of all time. I'm actually playing with Rocco Mediate on Thursday, which I'm really excited about, tell you the truth. You know, I don't know if you guys remember that yeah. epic battle between Rocco Mediate and Tiger Woods at Torrey Pines yeah. when Tiger hurt his knee and battled it out, and, you know, through the uh, the entire playoff. 18 against Rocco was pretty unbelievable. So Tiger milked wait. that one too. Tiger, every shot he would do the old, this, the long, oh, oh, uh, oh, the long wince. And I'm just kind of like, you know what, Tiger, try fighting and punching a helmet with a broken hand. You fucking well. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, you know, I definitely think there's no question. He, he definitely exaggerated it, but still, I mean, to, to do what he did on the golf course that he did it on, because Tory finds, you know, that, that golf course is a beast. And when that rough gets to be this high, it, you know, you, it, you, you lose your ball just going up inch off the, off the fairway, which is crazy. But, um, so yeah, that's where I am this week. I am in Dallas. It's going to be a great week. Hopefully I play well. Um, and then I actually go home for two weeks, which is an amazing treat for me, which is great. Well, good to hear. Good to hear. We got some, uh, some hockey to get into and stuff like that. But before we get into any house cleaning i gotta just throw something out there so and this might help all of us uh jr might help you if you ever cross mm -hmm. the peace bridge here coming from canada the u.s or uh yeah canada the u.s i don't know why you would but maybe you do one day i just gotta say hello to all the customs guys over at the peace bridge because i crossed the border today Early this morning, bright and early, crossed the bridge. Guy finished with all my identification stuff, handed it back, and he goes, love the pod. Love the new no pod. Way. That's awesome. I, I looked at the guy. I said, That's really? Awesome. I said, really? He said, love the new pod. So much better than when you guys were on the old show. And he goes so much better than the old show now. But this is what he said to me. He said, all the guys inside, listen, I got a guy inside right now who's listening right now as he's getting ready for his shift. That's how early I cross. So anyway, that's awesome. That'll help, you know, when we cross and I'll they're cross, suspicious of us. 
Thank you. They'll give us the wrist high rubber glove, not the elbow high rubber glove. Oh so, my god! You know. <laughs> so uh, that, that's you know that's awesome, and I'm glad that you were able to cross over with these because you know there was a time when crossing over was you know it was non-existent. Oh. Uh, we do have to we we do have to celebrate a, a circuit judge in, in Florida who has the right mind and body to tell the government to go fucking pound sand. And now there's no more mass mandates on the planes. So I can go and breathe that <laughs> special air that gets rejuvenated back through the plane. You love, Hey, you love any opportunity. I, I, and I love this about you. I love how vocal you, vocal you are, but you love an opportunity eh, to just anything to just either pro or con with, with yeah. politics. You love, yeah. you love voicing it. Of course, because we know that that mandate was 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 unconstitutional. Number one, they said they would never put a mandate on 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 the citizens of the United States, and they did it. You know how difficult flight attendants' jobs have been over the last year, trying to con- control people that don't want to wear masks, how they wear them, waking people up, being the fucking mask police all the time, fights. People getting escorted off of planes, fines, all this bullshit because of a useless mandate. Okay, <laughs> and the fact, the fact That's that going. that the fact that it is done now because a judge ruled that it's that it's unconstitutional and it does not stand up to the merits that the administration and the CDC had had brought about for the reasons is so great because all they said is take it and shove it because you can't extend it. And you know what I love even more is Peppermint Patty was sitting up, and that was, that's Jen Psaki, by the way, is standing up at the press, press, press stand and, and Peter ah. Ducey totally called her out and she goes, well, we do still recommend that you still recommend so the whole time has been, uh, listen, it's, a, uh, it's uh, a joke. And by the way, did you see all the videos that are, that are swarming the social media right now of people taking off their masks, people clapping, flight attendants crying because they're finally free. So okay, my hold hat's on. off. My, now, um, I'm so happy today. Can you tell him? Riff had his hand. Can we, t- can we take, hand. yeah, I, I lifted my hand because I didn't want to interrupt. Can we just take one small step back? I don't want, I don't want, no, I don't want to take Ex- any fucking steps back. Explain None. to me, explain <laughs> to me what the fuck you're talking about. Are you telling me that you do not need a mask as of, nope. as of today? Yes, that is. You correct. do not need a mask on a plane. That is correct. Hallelujah. <laughs> it's a big day. Yeah, that's, a, uh, that's, a, that's a big day. It's a big day. That's a big day. People, People are celebrating. And guess what? The administration, they don't like it. The CDC, they don't like it. Fauci, he don't like it. And there's no way. And this is what this is the situation that they're in. They could piss off the entire country even more than they've already pissed them off for the last year and a half and try to fight this judgment and and try to get it overruled, right? And but I don't think they'll do that because they're seeing the happiness that is now they need they need their constituents of the United States to be happy. And it's really the first time since Joe Biden has been president that there's actually some happiness going across America. Do you think that they're going to challenge this ruling and say, no, put masks back on and piss everybody? Nobody off? wants no. that. Nobody yeah. wants masks. Well, you know what? Listen, I mean, the people that want to wear those masks that feel comfortable yeah. with that, you know, that uh, that mask on their face, they can wear it and they can feel 100%. comfortable. So do you guys, I'm not do you, judging that's, anybody. That's a question. That's a good question, though, because do you, ever say anything, do, you, do you ever say anything to somebody in public that's wearing a mask? Because I don't. No, because it's listen. I mean, each to their own. I mean, this I, is about this is about you feeling comfortable in your own skin and feeling comfortable. And if if you have that mask on your face, and so many feel that that's protecting them, then then let them do it. Yeah. I mean, it's I do, it's I, do shake, I do shake I do shake my head in certain situations. And I'm like, like, well, what? 
Like, what are they thinking? What are they thinking? Like the one time when the guy was in this truck all by himself and he had a mask it's still, on all it, by that's himself. still going on no, no. Yeah, all the know, time, but, JR. Like I see yeah, people. He, his, dog, individual. his dog was there. His dog was in there. And his dog didn't have a mask on. So he didn't, the dog, he didn't care about the dog. So I was made fun of that, that one time. He was in a mask <laughs> by himself in this truck with his dog and his dog didn't have a mask on. If you're so crazy, about would you have it, felt you better? Know. Would you have felt? Would you have? <laughs> would you think it was less weird if the dog had a mask on, or do you think it's weird that he had the mask on and the dog didn't? Well, I, well, Maybe I he was wearing the I mask would, so the dog didn't get COVID. Who knows? Uh, well, for sure. Maybe the dogs. Dog maybe dog the dogs vaccinated. already had COVID and he's immune well, to it. No, because the dog wasn't vaccinated, so he was just protecting himself. <laughs> 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 vaccination yeah. jokes need to be followed up with i'm vaccinated by the way i'm vaccinated <laughs> don't forget that don't forget that anyway um jr so uh a couple i mean a couple things first of all thank you you two guys were back to back on the big show there spitting chicklets thanks for a little shout out on uh spitting chicklets when they asked what you were up to these days you mentioned that you were involved with after the whistle and we greatly appreciate that we love well, we love that I, I do listen. I I do this with you guys because I truly, truly enjoy my hour of this week on on after the whistle with you two. I mean, listen. I get to I get to get out some of my opinions, which I have a couple. I do it with two of my good buddies who I who I love to death, and I get to talk hockey. The only time in my week that I talk about hockey. And by the way, last week I gave you Columbus winner, a little higher score than I thought, but it was a winner. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, you did give us. I, I, you, you did give us. But Columbus I love that. The- I mean, I mean, Riv and I go back to playing days. I've loved Riv since you know since I first got on the team. This is a this is a fun week. This is a fun part of the week for me, and we're, we're going to kill it. We're going to kill it. Well, we're not, the, we're, the crazy ahead, thing. Is, the the crazy thing is because you are all over the country. Every weekend, you are someplace. You know, yes. whether you're in Vegas, whether you're in, you know, Florida, whether you're in California, like you, you, Dallas, Texas. I mean, you're all over the place. Every time you talk to us, it seems like you're in a hotel room. It seems like you just came off like some big like tournament or it, it's 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 a lot. And you know what? What's what's amazing for PD and I, we always are like, JR, do you want to take this week off? Do you want to take this week off? You know, and you're like, nope, I'll do it. I'll find a way. So yep. I love it. I love uh, it. We, and you I know what it. else? Uh, the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, I mean, it doesn't give all the time or every night, but the leaves over is something that I think we can also <laughs> tip our hats uh, yeah. to that we've discussed on this show. You know, so, you know, don't be shy to take the leaves over on a regular basis. Um, God, there was something. Oh, yeah. And on that Spit and Chicklets episode, I appreciate it. We never have talked about it here. We wanted to ignore it and pretend like it never happened. But I, I admired and appreciated the candidness and the honesty and the openness of the conversation about what happened with you at with your old job. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, the fact that they brought it up, I, I appreciated Bissonette's uh, approach as to not realizing. And I, I mean, I don't think they even realized at the time that what you were saying was really, that was just JR being JR. Like, I mean, yeah. so, I mean, I, you know, when I heard that, I was like, well, that's not, I mean, I can, I mean, I don't understand. Like that's JR being JR. And I think that's what they thought. So the, the conversation that you guys had about the last time you were on with them, what went awry afterward, you know, I, I appreciated that honesty because that was something that we didn't really, we didn't get into it with you about, but yeah. you know, it's always, you know, it's, it's not like it's that elephant in the room because you're obviously very confident and, and, you know, with what's gone on and how everything has transpired, but it was just nice to hear that dialogue. So I appreciated the yeah. honesty that you guys, when you guys discussed, uh, discussed that it sounds yeah. like you're, it, it genuinely well, sounds like you're at peace with everything. Oh, a hundred percent. Like I said, it's like, you know, to, to have the job that I have right now, to have the life that I have right now to not be, to not be, um, and, and endowed to the man, so to speak, have to tow, have to tow certain lines, have to, have to, you know, be one of the, the sheep following in line. I, I, I just, 
I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like, I don't like being told I have to say certain things because if I don't, then, you know, I'm going to get, get chastised, you know, no, you have to say this. No, you have to say this. You can't or no, say you this can't back. say that. Right. That's yes, the other yeah, thing too. I, I'm just, you know, I, I just don't like it. So, um, and I will tell you this ever since that, that episode aired and then everything happened to me after the, the, the people, some of the people that were the most supportive of me were spitting chicklets, were biz, were wits, were the guys on that show literally reaching out to me, apologizing um, for the situation. And I say, you guys don't have anything to apologize for. Nothing. Um, we did nothing that was out of our character of how we act on an everyday basis and entertain people and tell stories and sometimes get vulgar or sometimes, you know, do the little shock effect. I mean, people, there's, there's a reason why spitting chiclets is very popular. There's a lot of reasons why Joe Rogan is very popular and it's not because they are boring. It's not because they're not controversial. It's not because they don't push the envelope. It's what people like to listen to. Unfortunately, there is a group of people in this country where words and attitudes hurt them and they fight back and unfortunately you know my old my old you know job there were a lot of people like that unfortunately and but smitten chicklets has always been supportive of me and now i'm with you guys and you guys are supportive of me and i and i'm so grateful for it well I, I appreciated the conversation. I was I was also surprised to learn, and I just learned all this because we never again. Like I didn't want to ask you all this stuff. This is personal stuff, and I'm glad oh, they asked me. You can ask me anything on the planet. No, I I know. I just you know sometimes I just don't like I don't like prying into other people's personal affairs. You know what I mean, or thoughts or opinions and things like that. Because I don't necessarily like when people do that to me. Right. So, um, but I just I was I was surprised. I guess most surprised to learn. Not I don't know if surprise is the word, but that Catherine Tappen, there's been no communication with you guys since. I I I I found that disappointing because I knew there was such a good relationship there with with you guys. So that's that was too yeah. bad. I was sorry to hear that. It is it it is disappointing. It really is. I mean, friends come and go for different reasons, and some people have to make their decisions in their own life that are going to affect their own life right catherine made that decision to protect her job to not associate with me to not stick up for me um because she could have she could have gotten rid of a lot of damage but um you know sh she's she's a, an amazing person she's an amazing um sports sports i'd say sports woman um what she does in the game is not easy she's extremely prepared uh, I think she's one of the best in the business. Uh, I feel I feel bad for her actually that she got she got um, she did, didn't get the sideline job for the NFL, which I'm sure she expected to get. Um, but listen, life is too short to hold grudges, you know. So we don't speak anymore. So yeah. what? I again, she's gonna she's gonna she's gonna do great in what she's doing. She has her life. She'll continue to have her life. And, you know, I wish we wish her all the best, but it's just, it was one of those situations where you got, you have to protect, you know, certain aspects of your life. And she had a very good job and she didn't want to ruffle any feathers and she, she made her decision, which is fine. That's great. I, listen, I understand. There's no problems. Well, no you, problems. you said something that was interesting there. Riv, feel free to jump in. But you said something that was interesting there when you said friends come and go. I'm right there in real life right now. I'm sitting on four wedding invitations. <laughs> four wedding invitations for this summer. And I am just in my head. I am just like, no, 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 no. Are these first time getting married? Uh, no, the only wedding that I wanted to go to in the last few years was someone who was getting married for the second time. <laughs> so, I mean, like, I hate weddings. I mean, I, I didn't even want to go to my own wedding, which is, you know, probably why I'm divorced. But I mean, you know, the... <laughs> good, good point by you, Petey. Good point by you. Hey, but you know probably, what? I wouldn't change... Probably a good thing. 
Things that make you go, hmm, maybe I shouldn't be getting married if I don't even want to go to my own wedding. Yeah, but it was you know, I was in a tough spot. It was in Hawaii, and there were too many people to send home. Um, but uh, I'm, 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 in, I'm in the realm. I just went to a bunch of weddings over the last couple of months. I'm in, the we- I'm in the wedding zone now because I'm an old fuck. I'm not in going to friends' weddings. I'm going to friends' kids' weddings. Oh, which, oh boy. Yeah, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. Yeah. So I just dusted off a family member's uh, wedding, like a first relative uh, blew off their wedding. Uh, going to blow off a few more here. You know? <laughs> you I, hope you know not, I, mean? I hope they're not listening to the show. Couldn't give a shit, to be honest with you, one way or the other. Half of them are marrying knobs anyway, so it doesn't even matter. But the, you know, the, 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 the fact of the matter is I just... <laughs> You know, you talk about friends coming and going. It's wedding season, and I got four sitting here on my desk, and I'm kind of like, screw that. Screw that. But anyway, carrying on, I could use your your guys' uh, real-life uh, opinions on that. First things yeah. first, first order of business with JR as it comes to hockey. Can the Vegas Golden Knights chop their feet and arms off at the same time in one week. I mean, is there a team right now that I want to see lose more than Vegas, but for lots of different reasons, but I just can't believe what we're witnessing here. Gentlemen, I don't know if you saw what happened on Saturday night, Vegas lost Vancouver won Nashville. I'm Alex Rodriguez and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. One. Um, Dallas. uh, Dallas won. And L.A. even won that night. And then last night, Vegas uh, folds to the New Jersey Devils. So they're, they're yeah, pretty Vancouver, much toast. Yeah but, yeah, but Vancouver won last night. Dallas lost and Nashville lost. Dallas right? lost so, to Vancouver. Yes, that's yeah. right. Yeah. 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 That Vancouver team is – they're the furthest out, and they're the playing the best hockey of any of those teams right now. Uh, and I think they've won five, six out of seven games maybe, um, Vancouver. They're playing some motivated seven, seven, two, and one in their last ten. They won six in a row. Yep, there you go. So they're that, they're still they're still what they have eighty seven points to. They're five points behind, and I think the other teams have a game in hand. I I, be, I believe that is kind of right. Negative. That's a, they Nashville, Dallas are sitting in the wild card. Seventy six games played, the same as Vancouver Canucks. Okay, so they have the same amount. Um, but Vancouver has a game on Atlanta, Jr. And they're four points back. Or, oh, sorry, did I say Atlanta? Yeah, you did. I'm in LA. So so sorry. They have a game in hand on LA. By the way, that, that's different sides of. The I I know I know I don't even know why I was thinking. And by the way, LA LA LA, um, they're they're they're. It's 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 going to be interesting these last six games, man. I'm telling you, you know, Vancouver if they put on put on a big heater because Nashville doesn't look great. Dallas is a it's a Jekyll and Hyde team, literally a Jekyll and Hyde team. Um, it, 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 it there could be some 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 jumbling of teams here, but I don't think I don't think I don't think Vegas is going to be able to pull it off. One game less in hand that you know that they don't have. They're five points back. I don't. I don't think they can do it. Well, you know what happens, right? If Vegas misses the playoffs, yeah, Buffalo you guys, Buffalo gets Buffalo gets the has their first round pick. So when that trade was made, Vegas was probably thinking, "Well, we're trading for Jack, and we're in a really good spot right now to begin with." So that pick's probably going to be between twenty eight and thirty two. Must have been what their thought was, and here they are. This pick could be if it's if it's higher than ten, you know, like one through nine, it's protected. But if it's ten through fifteen, the Sabers make out like absolute bandits, and that trade just mm-hmm. looks even better. It's probably where it's going to end up too. It's, it's it's probably where it'll end up. 
I think that, that the chances look good right now for Buffalo to be in that situation. Does any of this reflect on Jack Eichel for you guys? No. Jack Eichel doesn't, doesn't even to play into my mind when I think of Vegas, to tell you the truth. I don't know why. I think he's too new. What do you think, Riv? You're humming and hawing over there. Uh, I, I don't, but, you know, it, it, uh, it's hard for Jack when he's coming to a new team. The players that are, are getting Jack, the players that are already on Vegas Golden Knights, they're looking at Jack like he is a savior, like he is the topper, that he is going to take them, he's going to take them over the top because they're already an incredibly uh, good team before Jack. Now, all of a sudden, you're, you're going to insert Jack Eichel and everybody's talked about how great he is. I mean, the expectations were so high. They had so many injuries at the time. Like they had tons and tons of injuries, so they haven't played healthy. And it's just been a snowball of just very average play for, for Vegas Golden Knights. That, that being said, you know, is Jack the greatest guy in the dressing room when things aren't going well? I think we know that answer. So, and I think, and I think also, Riv, it's a good point because for them to have the expectations of Jack coming on after missing the, the amount of time that he did with the injury that he had and the surgery that he had, come on, you, you're not going to come into the National Hockey League and have that big of an effect on the team coming in off of that. You're not going to. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's so many things that fell into the you know the wrong categories, and it starts with you know they had. You know, Max Pacioretty has missed half the season. Um, Mark Stone, the captain of their team, has missed half the season. You got a guy like uh, William Carlson who's forgot how to play hockey because he's been god awful. Um, you know, Riley Smith is another um, big name guy on this team, second line left winger. He's 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 produced you know for for a long time he's been out like they just missed so many um key players to their lineup that i think has hurt their hockey team you know and they haven't been able to to get into that groove they've been fighting and clawing but they they uh they just don't have that I, I, I just feel like they're, you know there's guys that are coming back from injury but i'm sure that they're probably not even 100 percent I'm, I'm going to make a prediction. I'm going I'm to make a prediction. Okay. I'm going to predict that Vancouver is going to sneak in there and Dallas is going to get knocked out. That's going to, that, that's, I'm going on a long shot on there. This, that's a heavy prediction. But if you watch what's happening right now and how these teams are playing, um, Dallas is going to find a way to play themselves out of the playoffs the way that they're playing. They, that, that is, I just don't understand how this team could be so good one day and so God fucking awful the next, you know? So that's my, that's going to be my prediction. See if that comes, comes. Well, the funny thing is I'm going to agree with you and disagree at the same time. I'm going to agree that there's going to be a team that's dropping the ball. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's going to fall out of the playoffs and that's the LA Kings. Wow. I think LA has not been good. I think with losing Drew Doughty, who plays bloody, you know, 28, 30 minutes a night, they miss him immensely. And you you can't replace uh, players like that. So I think the LA Kings have struggled probably more than any one of those teams right now. Um, they're they're sitting at four, four five, and one in the last, uh, in their last 10 games. They've been the worst out of the entire bunch. And I just think that they, that's a great you know, call there because they're, you know why? Cause it's kind of, it's a great call because I mean, you took, you took one, one extra look to look at the top three of divisions and where they stand. And that's instead of, instead of just looking at wild card, which a lot of people do to take, just take a look of where they stand inside yep. that, inside that divisional play, which gets you into the playoffs. Not Nashville. Nashville is going to keep their wild card spot. Okay. Yes. Yes. And you have Dallas, who I believe 
maybe not. Um, yeah, so I, I think I, I think that Vegas, if they're going to catch a team, they're three points behind the LA Kings right now. So it's it's five games. There's ten points left um, to get, and uh, I think that see, there's, uh, a guy, the LA... there's a lot of ways. There's a lot of ways for 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 Vegas and Vancouver. There are multiple ways to get in. It's not just wild card, which is positive for them, correct? Well, the for Vancouver, it is huge. It is imperative that they win their next game. What's, and that, so, that would put so them, we got to go. What's that would what's put them two points behind LA? What's their strength of schedule? Becomes now the you know the question because Nashville's got a pretty tough tough schedule. I think uh, I know Dallas. Dallas has the kind of a tough schedule. Well, you have uh, LA that plays uh, their next games against Anaheim, yeah, and they, they play Chicago. They should win that. Then they play Anaheim again. They should win that. Then they play Seattle. They should win that. And their last game is against Vancouver. Wow, that could be a massive, massive Whose game. Whose schedule was that, Craig? That was L.A. L.A., yeah, okay. Look so, at Nashville. Look at Nashville's, look at Nashville's last six games. Take a look at that and what their last game is going to be. Is it Vegas? Nope. Note their last game is should be a uh, should be a lockdown smash, you know, slam dunk that could get them into the playoffs, but it's going to be nip and tuck. Look at well, look at Nashville. Look at Nashville's. Look at Nashville. I do not like Nashville's uh, schedule. Nashville no. right now is going to have Calgary, Tampa Bay, yep. Minnesota, yep. Calgary, Colorado, and their last games against uh, Arizona. Correct. That is a monster. Monster finish this season. You know, if they're they'll be lucky to win two of those games. Yes. That, so I I for some reason I feel like whoever said LA drops out and Vancouver gets in, I feel like that could be the scenario. I don't yeah. see a scenario where Vegas ends up in the wild card. I think if anything, it's a it, they're on they're trying to get third in their division. Because that's the most vulnerable spot, and I think there are two teams vying for it. You got Vegas and Vancouver, you know. Yeah. But I mean, you know, and then so, Dallas so and what, Nashville so kind of control so their what's own Dallas, Riv, what's Dallas's remaining schedule? Dallas has Edmonton uh, away, which is Calgary tough. away, tough. Uh, Seattle <laughs> at home, Vegas at home, Arizona at home, and Anaheim at home. So Dallas schedule is is it's 50, favorable, 50. very favorable, fifty fifty. They're going to lose in in Edmonton. They're going to lose in Calgary, and then they, then they should sweep the board. They should sweep the board, yeah. which would keep them in the playoffs. You know, yes. I I wake up in the morning when I know some of these teams are playing, and I actually the first thing I want to do is check the schedule, check the standings, see the scores. I mean, I'm I'm fascinated by this, and I I can honestly say. That if it, Vegas wasn't involved in this, I probably really wouldn't give a shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? But because you wouldn't even be checking the West, I wouldn't Conference. even be checking the Western Conference. You know, it's like well, whatever I, I, happens. I just, I just checked to make sure my bets come in. I went to sleep at eight <laughs> o'clock last night, and it was all Western games, right? So I woke up at two thirty in the morning to go take a piss, and I, I checked my phone to see who won, and I, you know, I was like. I loved it. It was phenomenal seeing Vancouver came out on top. Calgary, I mean, uh, yeah, Carolina came out on top by a couple goals. Um, but I was uh, in trouble. I was in trouble in the Chicago uh, game last night. Um, Chicago, Calgary. I was a little nervous. I had over six and a half in a three-team parlay. I had over six and a half with Chicago, Calgary, and I had them parlayed with Carolina. And Vancouver, both minus one and a half. Okay. Oh, wow. Both minus one and a half. So it's three, two with like two minutes left to go in the game. And they score two empty netters, Calgary, <laughs> in the last two minutes. I was like, Woo! all right. And then not knowing what's going to happen in the late games, I woke up this morning, saw that Vancouver just put a shellacking on and 
Carolina had an empty net goal to uh, to win five three, and I think my I I swept up a nice parlay because of that last night. How much was that? Well, it was a two hundred dollar parlay, paid about fourteen hundred bucks. So it was oh, good. Not a, not a bad night. Yeah, not a bad a night. Yeah, so, um, I think so. Vegas's next game is uh, they're home to Washington, but I mean, I, I can't skip past last night's hockey games and ignore Alex Ovechkin, who sits at forty eight. Ribs, ribs was forty eight. And he's going to do it again. Like Ribs called it this morning. He said he's got a five or six more games. He's going to hit fifty, and he's thirty-six years old. It's insane. And I, you know what? I bet, I bet, I bet for, against, uh, against Washington last night for a couple reasons. Number one, um, they're playing against Colorado, which Colorado has just been smoking. They're crushing the league. But what really? took me away from Washington last night was they clinched the playoff spot because Toronto beat the Islanders the other day. And I would think that Washington having that, Oh, we're in the playoffs. Let's just take a night off, you know, like they like, like they like to do every once in a while. So I lost money on that because Ovechkin scored a beautiful power play goal. And I want to see him get the 50. I want to see a 36-year-old score 50 goals so bad. It's just... It's, Has it ever happened? Who's the oldest player to score 50 goals? I think Mario, maybe. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I couldn't tell you who the oldest player to score 50 goals is. I, that's a... Well, that's Ribs a, right now is making his typing on his computer. Maybe he, he can is. pick it up. He's totally he typing. It up. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to know who that is because I think I think that's it's just it's such it's such an unbelievable accomplishment in today's game. Yarmir Yager. Yarmir Yager. How old was he? Uh, that must have been he, when he was with the Rangers, right? The oldest fifty-goal scorer has been Yarmir Yager, who scored fifty-four times in two thousand five, two thousand six, at the age of thirty-four. Wow. Oh. So wow. Ovi, if he scores fifty, will be the uh, oldest player to ever score fifty score goals 50, in NHL yeah. history by by two years. You know how unbelievable that is. It's not one year. This is two years of NHL hockey. You guys know how big of a difference it is playing at thirty three, thirty four, thirty five, and thirty six. It is a major two years difference. Your body changes and and depletes and gets beat up so much. And Yager and Ovi play years. completely different games. I mean, Ovi's like yes. a he's a wrecking ball. So there's there's two players that have scored nine fifty goal seasons. Do you know who they are? Mike Bossy. Mike Bossy. Yep. Yeah. May he rest in peace. By the way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, terrible. Brett Hall, come on, Gretzky. Okay, there you go. Yeah. There's your two, okay. and Alex Ovechkin right now sits at eight fifty goal seasons. He had a forty nine goal season, if you remember that, and he had a in a forty eight goal season. <laughs> no and, way. And and now he's sitting. I think he has what six games left or five games left, and he needs two goals for fifty. He's got six games left. Six. What's games his good. career high? His career high is what sixty something. Sixty-five. Yeah, he's not getting that. It's insane, wow. man. It's insane to see Obi still doing it. I mean, I, I really never, is. never in a million years. I would have thought that Alex Ovechkin would be putting up these kinds of numbers, not even this year going into the season, you know? And I think what you're saying, Jeremy, is I think the caps are just in cruise control. I think they, they I, think they're out, I think they're out there just not trying to kill themselves. They could be because they know, they understand that you can turn it on in the playoffs. They, they did that when they won the cup. And so they've done it before. They can do it again. And it's going to be really interesting to see how they finish off these last these last five games or six games are totally one hundred percent going to be getting Ovi to six to fifty goals. Every single teammate's going to be feeding them. Coach is going to be playing them as much you know every power play for two minutes. 
that's I'm telling you, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. So Ovi, yeah. when he came into the league at the age of 19, had a, had 52 goals and 106 points. Followed it up with a 46 goal, 92 points. Then he had a 65 goal, 112, 56 goal, 110. The next best year that he's going to have in the NHL is probably going to be this year. Holy he's got 48 shit. goals and 87 points. He's going to probably have over 90 and that will be the best. Se- that'll be one of his best seasons in the NHL since he was 19, 20, 21, tw- since he was 22, 23 years old. That's sick. That's sick. He's That's- a freak because I'm going to tell you, 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 you say Petey, like, like, you know what you feel like at age 36. And I retired after that season and my body was, it could not go anymore. Like my shoulders, knees, wrists, neck, hips, elbows, just mentally, mentally fatigued and worn out, worn out. And I'm looking at this guy scoring. He's 36 (laughs) years old. He's got 48 goals and 87 points in 74 games. It's a, she's a freak, man. He's a freak of nature. And you know what's amazing is going into this season, all eyes were on Gretzky, Gretzky Chase, and he scores fifty, and he's still got a ways to go. He's how many? How many, how many? How many? How many? He's got. He's got about one hundred and ten left. No, he's got more than that. Well, he's got. Like, he's got seven hundred and seventy-eight goals. Uh, he's got hundred, about one hundred and fifty, one hundred sixteen. So what? What did Gretzky have? Eight hundred and ninety-four. Yeah. Yeah, so it's he has 116 goals to go. What's he at Ouch. now? 778. So, so no, he's got 117 to pass. Yeah, 117 so, to pass. Uh, Once, yeah. So he's got two more years. Two more years. Oh, my God. I, I'll tell you what. I, I'll tell you what. The, the, the lockout and COVID, COVID. stopped it. Are going to prevent him from getting it. No, I don't. I don't. I. I mean, you can easily chalk uh, chalk up ninety goals on those two years, right? Ninety. You want to say eighty goals? Well, in two thousand nineteen and two thousand twenty, even put eighty. Even put eighty. Yeah, eighty. Yeah. So in two thousand nineteen, two thousand twenty season, at the end of that two thousand twenty season, they had to stop. Remember, they shut down yeah. the season. Yeah, at that time, games. that's twelve games. Yeah, in 68 games played. So 14 games left. He had 48 goals. He had 48 goals. With 14 games left. That's 100%. He's going to score 55 goals. goals. He's going to score 55 that year. Then Then the next year, in 45 games, which was last year, he had 24 goals. So he was probably on pace for for 45. Mm -hmm. The guy's a freak. The guy's an absolute freak in nature. And what did he do in that, the that, half that's season? 80. That's 80 right there. I mean, What did he do in the half season in the lockout? 48 games played. He only had 32 goals that year. Only. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's on pace for 55 that year. It's, I'm telling you. I'm telling 55 you. 55 to 60. It. There's going to be an asterisk. There's going to be an asterisk. And, and you can blame you can blame it on you can blame it on the the guy. The, the government and the, NHL <laughs> the government <laughs> you'll blame Absolutely. anything on the government <laughs> yep they shut everything down oh uh, you know brought, what jr he COVID, is going they brought to COVID over jr he he's won a stanley cup okay he's won the ultimate prize that every hockey player wants um he is going to stick with this until he, I don't care until he's 45, he will play in the he NHL. Might, he might pull a yager till he gets it done. He why might. wouldn't, why wouldn't he? You can't he, tell me be, that that he'll guy. A, he'll, he'll come up, he'll become a power play specialist and just play power play. Yeah. But <laughs> like you say, you say he's going to become a power play specialist. Okay. He already is the, the definition of power play specialist. He is. 
but the only power but what, play. Only no, power but, play. but here's the thing, Jr. <laughs> How many years before you think that he is just going to become a power play specialist? How many years before? How many more 40. years does? 40. So he's got four more years of of still good hockey. I well, I think it's going to be deteriorated hockey, but I still okay, think but he can put up. Is, I still he, think he can is play. he deteriorated I, right now? I think I think he can play a regular shift for four more years. That's, that's, 20, 30, that's 30, 30 that's 30 goals, goals a year. That's 30 goals, goals a year. year. Gets it he done. Need 30. 30. Yeah, he does. He doesn't need 30. He just needs 20 goals a year for the next four years until he's 40. That's only 80 goals. That doesn't get him there. He needs 117. 20, 25 goals. Okay. He gets a hundred. He gets a hundred goals. Then he's got 16, 17 left. Well, I mean, he is one thousand okay, percent going to do this. Here's the, here's here's the question afterwards. Let's let's talk post post hockey. What he does? Um, are are they? What are they going to do with with Sidney Crosby and Ovechkin, who have been the poster boys for this for this league for the last fifteen years? Are they going to are they going to institute the Mario and Gretz rule that they're they're going to go straight into the Hall of Fame and that they don't have to wait three years like they did? Because to me. I mean that would be a no brainer. These guys of what they've done with the league, and what they've how they've they've literally carried this. They, they should be in the it. Hall of Fame now. I mean, no. Good point. No. 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 Good no. Point. no, wait, no, no. wait, Jr. And let him. Oh, have you have you not heard this argument oh, by me, Jr.? What a shitball no. argument. No, wanna, get these hear, guys. Get them in the Hall of Fame now, so that when they roll into town. Everybody in all these cities and the fans and everybody get to go watch current Hall of Famers playing that night. Like, enough of this waiting three years. Why the fuck is Pat Kane waiting three years? Why is Sidney Crosby waiting three years? They should have been in two years ago, all these guys. These guys could still be in during their playing career. Like to make them wait just makes the guys ever been a just makes the guys that actually have to wait wait longer. Is there like, ever been a player in the history of the Hockey Hall of Fame that has, that has played been voted as, in as he's no. still playing? Yeah, there's one player that's played as a Hall of Famer. Who? Name Mario. Mario. Mario sat out the three years. I think he was inducted, and then he came back to play after. Yeah, that's that is correct. Um, no hey, listen, I, that I, statistic I, 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 I will Super tell you, Mario. I, I, I'll tell you, I, I like going against hit, um, you know, his historians and what they, in tradition, I, I agree with you, Petey. I, I would, if they told me that they were going to induct Patrick Kane and, and Jonathan Taves and Sydney yep. and Ovechkin now, I would say, do it. Yeah, 100%. I said I'd say do it. I I would I would clap and I You're not, not hurting you're not hurting the game. In fact, I think you're going to help the game. Like, you know, like we're tonight in town, Hall of Famers, Kane and Taves take on so and so. Tonight, Hall of Famers, Malkin and Crosby take on, you know, future Hall of Famers Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews. Like like it changes the narrative of games. You know what I mean? On a nightly basis, if you've got 15, like how many players in the league right now could actually be bona fide first ballot hall of famers or inducted while they're still playing 10, 12. Yeah, I would say for sure. Go get them. Lock them down. Chara, Chara. One Duncan Bergeron, Keith, two Bergeron, Bergeron, Bergeron. Crosby, Ovechkin, Malkin, Taves, Kopitar, Kane, hundred percent. Andrew is is Jonathan Taves to you a hockey Hall of Famer? Yes, absolutely. Uh, don't why? even give why. Team Canada golds, World Junior golds, Stanley Cup captains. I don't care if his numbers aren't, you know, a thousand points, thousand games, twelve hundred points, eleven hundred games type stuff. I, I he's a Hall of Famer. I mean. How many they, hundred point seasons did he have? Zero. How many fifty goal seasons did he have? Zero. Could be, say, how many forty goes, goal seasons goes, did he have? This goes to the mentality, Zero. Riv. Riv, this goes to the mentality of what I heard the Hall of Fame 
um, um, stipulations are. It, it's a there are there are it's a new it's kind of a new way of there are new qualifications. Let's put it that way. There are new standards for Hall of Fame, not the ones that we've been used to, where you have to have you know, 50 goals, 100 points, being the top 50 scorers, Stanley Cup. They have major, to change the standards. Trophy. You know why? Because because the game was so bad for 10, 15 years when it comes to numbers that you've got great players like winning Art Ross trophies with 87 points. You know you, you know what I mean? Like that happened. That was a thing once upon a time. Jamie Benn won the but, Art but Ross I, but I also with 87 think, but I also points. Think, but I also think it is because of the the time that we're in. It it it's where you're from, what you look like, what um you know what what you you stand for, um, personality, uh, <laughs> who shoot for all I know it could be religious. I don't know, but there are different standards from. What I have heard, me what I, I have heard, so I'm throwing up the asterisks here, what I've heard. Yeah, so, I believe it. I believe they'd have, so they'd have to, they'd, they've if, shifted. If there are different standards right now, standards of excellence, can you tell me why Sydney, there's, there's not one ounce of excellence in Sidney Crosby that, that he doesn't have. Jonathan Taves, there's not one ounce of non-excellence in Kopitar, in Chara. Not, all these guys, if you're talking the way that you're talking, should be in the Hall of Fame before they retire. Yeah. I, I don't think it's I don't think it's a problem. Get him into the get him into the Hall of Fame, just like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You can the get hell is Geek Carbon in the in the Hockey Hall of Fame. <laughs> no, explain we, me. This is like the third time in two explain weeks. Explain me. Explain. Fucking uh, 16 points, 23 points, 21 points, 24, 16, 16. This is last like seven years in the NHL. <laughs> yeah. Well, the one, um, the, the one that the one that 1,300 got, games, 13, the, over 1,300 games has 600. Like I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I know I'll get in trouble for saying it, but who gives a fuck? I, what will bother me the most out of all of them coming that will come up that will happen is daniel alferton that one will bother me the most i think that'll bother me too that'll 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 bother me too um be, because you know matt sundin bothered me i think pavel Bure's in is he not yes yeah sure. you know i mean mm -hmm. i know he's the russian rocket but i mean yeah it's but like, come on man the russian rocket was like he was special like when you're talking about hockey Hall of Famers, you're talking about special and he individual. falls under that criteria. You know, like I mean, there are other players. We're talking to one right now that probably deserve to be in right along the same time, if not before him. And he still gets in there. Matt Sundin, if he doesn't play in Toronto and he plays in San Jose, and no, you know, he's a point of game guy with no championships. Like you know, there are lots of guys like that. So, um, stipulate. We're talking stipulations. You think there should be a 26-year-old rookie of the year? Because didn't Makarov win it the year you should have won it or could have won it the year? Yeah, he, yeah. That, that's when they changed the rule. Makarov was 32 years old, coming over from, uh, from, the, from the Russian national team. And it was myself, Medano, and Makarov in the 1989 rookie of the year. And it, was, it ended up being Makarov, and they changed the, the dynamics of the age. That's, that was the year that they changed the rules for the, for the Calder a trophy. So you got a guy this year in Toronto by the name of Michael Bunting. I think we've all heard of him this year. Okay. Um, he's 23 points. 63 yeah, points this year. He's 26 years old. He has 23 goals, 40 assists. He's plus 30. He's playing on the top line there with Marner and Matthews. And he's a nice piece to that line. You know, is he, should he be able to win the rookie of the year as a 26 year old in your opinion? With guys underneath I, him like Trevor Zegras, who has 57 points in 70 games, uh, Lucas Raymond, who has 55 points in 76 games, uh, Maurice Sider, who's a defenseman who has 47 points in 76 games. 
you know, uh, and then I'll go to Anton Lundell, who has 43 points in 60 games, plus 33. Yeah. See, for me, Trevor Zegris is a no-brainer for me. Like, um, no-brainer. Yeah, because this kid, um, even what he's done, but to come out of the, you know, what he did at the major, at the junior championships, he set the record for the most points uh, ever in U.S. history for the most points in the, in the world juniors. Then he came, he came in just – as a young, young kid, and you guys know what it's like being Trevor Zegers' age and jumping into the National Hockey League of today. Like this bunting kid has played against high level in the minors for quite some time. So, I, I, yeah, I, I, I've always been of the belief that you should, it should be under 21 for a rookie because that, that's, to me, what really shows the the first year players that are young that show such amazing accomplishments that, that i mean that's that's a great it's a great question Petey. it really is well not ta- you, not taking anything away from bunting cuz he's had a great season but you also want to build around this calder trophy there's going to be an aura that's going to follow this guy for a long time right like trevor zegras was invited to this year's all-star game because of his skill set, the dynamic things that he's doing on the ice with the puck. Who are, who are the line mates, Petey of uh, Trevor Zegras? Sonny Milano. Okay. And I don't know who else he's playing with there. Is it, is he playing with Troy Terry? So is, is Sonny Milano on the same level as Austin Matthews or Mitch Marner or Mitch Marner? Marner? Like, Two of like two of the top, no, you no. know, ten players in the National Hockey League. By the way, that's about twenty points, twenty-five points that Bunting has probably got because of the players that he's playing with. Like, here's the thing: what we what we cannot do is twenty-five. This. What 25? we cannot do is this. more like forty-five. Yeah, remember, cannot he, I mean, take he's play with them all the time. Yes, you right. can't take anything away from Michael Bunting. He no, has had 100%. a phenomenal season. He, he he's a terrific hockey player. He's he's mm-hmm. uh, at the age of twenty six, turning twenty seven in a couple months. Okay, mm-hmm. this is this is an established man. Okay, mm-hmm. he got a, he got an opportunity, and he's taken he's taken advantage of it. He got put mm-hmm. with you know two of the best players in the world, and he's he's never looked back. That being said, you look at Trevor Zegras at, at the ripe age of 21 years old, just turned 21, his first pro year. He's playing with two guys. The second guy, we don't even know who he is. And Sonny Milano is certainly not even on, on the same stratosphere as a Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews. You have Trevor Zegras, who has also played six less games than Michael Bunting and has six less points right now the Michael Bunting. But Trevor Zegers has done things in this game. The Michigan, like how many times have we seen him score incredible goals yeah. or the or, or the yeah. time here in Buffalo PD where he flips yeah. the puck over net and Milano hits it out of the yeah. air. Like little That's things great. dynamically, mentally, what he's done with the game. He's I making think, highlight many, reels many, when he many, doesn't even score. Kids, how many young kids are being motivated and inspired by Zegris in relation to bunting. No, not well, it's that, not even on the not, same stratosphere. Yeah. And, and not only that, you got to ask the question, which is always the big question for me, is who makes other players better? Does, does Michael Bunting make Marner or Matthews or whatever better? Or does Zegris make his line mates better? It's it's an easy question to ask. I mean, granted, Bunting does a lot of hard work, grinding it out, battle in the corners. He does a lot of dirty work to make sure that that Mitch Marner doesn't have to do it, right? Which is an an amazing quality to have, and you know, kudos for Bunting for doing that. But he doesn't make those players better. He allows well, them to I, do their you know job what, better. Jr. That that could be debatable. That really could be debatable. Like you're you're saying, does Michael Bunt, Bunting and the way that he play make Austin Matthews better? Well, when you look at statistics, um, you know, 
Austin Matthews, for the first time in his NHL career, has put up 100 points, over 100 points. He, you know, before this year, the most goals he scored was 47. Well, now he's got 58, and he still he has 12 games remaining. Or he would he would have been hurt for some of those. But, like, Michael Bunting, when you look at, you know, Mitch Marner, Mitch Marner has 94 points this year. That's the most points he's ever had. So Michael Bunting is absolutely making these players better. Good point. But it's, it's a good point. In, in the other sense of the word, would Michael Bunting have 63 points if he wasn't playing with Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews? And the answer is no, he, yeah. he wouldn't be. You know, what if Trevor Zegras had the opportunity to play with an Austin Matthews and a, and a Mitch Marner on a regular basis with his skill set? I mean, he might have 80 points, 80, 90 points right now. We don't know. Yeah. Um. But it's a great, listen, it's a, it's a great I, deba- it's a great debate, man. It's a I, great debate. Really, I is. don't want to take anything away from Michael Bunting because I think you he's can't. been absolutely fantastic. But he's if I was awesome. giving a Calder trophy, he's been awesome. Yes, on so awesome. many levels too. Hey, listen, he's going to be he's going to be in the fi- he's going to be in the top three. He's going to get he's going to get acknowledged for a season, and I think that's that's admirable. But if I had to choose who who wins the rookie of the year, who's your top three, Jr. Because I have the top three in my mind, and they're and they're they're they stick out like a sore thumb. Oh, I mean, I would I would go with I would go typically I would go all offense, but I like I like that Lindell kid, man. I would go Lindell, Zegris, and Bunting. Um, You're missing one for me. I got that Mort Snyder, the defenseman from uh, Detroit. He is an absolute rock star. Oh, haven't really watched him play. Jr. Haven't watched Jr. Special, really. Like there is, there is a complete asterisk beside this young man. Not only is he putting up, uh, you know, points. He's got forty-seven points this year, Jr. On on Detroit, one ninety-seven, and he's the guy that I think they drafted like six, seven, or eighth overall, and he was rated in the second round. Yep. He was ranked like super late. And then there was a lot of criticism about him when they drafted him. And then all of a sudden here he is just, you know, just he's averaging 23 over 23 minutes a night, 47 points. He's six. Good for that kid. He hits like that kid. Great train. He's unbelievable. Jr. I like it. I got to watch him. I got to watch him because I have not watched Detroit whatsoever. So I'm gonna I will him. throw I'm one gonna... more name. We know you got to go, Jr. With Jr. We know you're busy. Um, I'll throw. You can't. I guess you can't give any love to Matt Boldy. Hey, eh? Riv. Not enough games. Forty games. Thirty-four points plus. Yeah. Whatever the hell he is. Um, like he just know, hasn't for, had enough for games. Me, no. No. Correct. You can't. You know he's only played like half a season, but you know he's he's another yeah. special player. There's a lot of great players coming up. It'll be interesting. So, so, so let me let me um if I can finish uh, this this week off with a, a little tribute and to somebody that uh, really did a lot for my career that I'd like to make mention and I think he deserves to uh, to get mentioned is Pat Foley with the Chicago Blackhawks um, calling his last game last week. Uh, I went to the game. It was against San Jose. Uh, the Hawks gave him a great uh, great ceremony. Uh, the fans thanked him. Uh, you you want to talk about one of the best play-by-play uh, people in all of sports. He was there for 39 years. Um, you know, some of the calls that he made on my goals, some of the, you know, when you talk about people that become a popular, popular name in cities, a lot of it is because of the people that call your name on the television and the way that they call it and the way that they treat you. And Pat Foley did that for me. And, uh, you know, it's a sad day when when the, some of the best leave, right? When some of the best leave the game, and Pat Foley was one of the best. So I just wanted to uh, finish off congratulating him and thanking him for everything that he did for me in Chicago. And uh, you know, hopefully he sticks around Chicago because he truly was one of the best play by play guys. That was one of the most loyal to to his team. So. Oh, uh, well, to say that. Yeah, we're, we're going to be saying goodbye to Rick Jenneret too here at the end of the year. I mean, they've done his banner raising, but his last game's coming up here. And the thing is, he's been again, around for 50 years. No, again, cups, eh? I don't think I don't think there's four people in all of sports um, play by plays that have been better than him. Than in RJ. all of sports. Correct. 
Yeah. Yes. That's, that's going to be, a, that's going to be, that's going to be a much special, special celebration too. So I'm glad you brought that up too. I think he had some choice words for you the night you launched the water bottle, JR. I'm not, I don't yeah. think, I don't think they were bad, but I think he just, I think he had, you know, he was calling that game. As, but that, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to call it yeah. and you're supposed to give your own opinions and not be afraid of what people think. And I think that gentleman is one of the best that has ever put a mic in front of his mouth without question. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, uh, I can't disagree with you. Although I, I, I wouldn't challenge better, but I would say up there is another one that I grew up with was uh, Bob Cole and Harry Neal. Uh, oh, I don't know if how from the hockey night in Canada, they were yep. for me, you know, voices, like, voices, yeah. voices. You'd hear their voice and you know who they are. Yeah. You don't even have to see their face. You can hear it in the restaurant. You hear their voice. You know who they are. That, to me, symbolizes greatness. My brother and I have been doing Bob Cole impersonations for years. My brother played with a guy by the name of Warren Morris. And uh, we know you got to go. And he, he loved doing the old Bob Cole. Oh, my God. God, so I love Bob Cole. So good. JR, you're the man. Thank you so good much stuff, for your guys. time today. Good, yeah. good conversation, man. Good hockey conversation today. Sorry about my uh, my political rants. No more masks. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Hey, man. The whole trust me. The whole world. I was up in Canada, and everyone up there is loving the no masks too. Trust me. Flying. It's, I'm flying it. out there, Jr. Uh, for the first time in like a couple years. So I'm I'm excited. Uh, Where? I'm excited Where are you to, flying to? I'm Where going to Florida. To? I'm taking uh, taking the boys and and nice. my nephew to uh, Miami. Watch a couple uh, Florida Panthers games and uh, hang out. Go see Jumbo. Yep. Love you. Love you guys. You're the best. See you, man. That's a wrap on another episode of After the Whistle. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, After the Whistle, and at Craig Reve 52 at the Instigator 76 And you can find us, as you already know, on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, and anywhere else where you can get your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to spread the word. 